Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Hey, we're Anna Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to share how we work as a team during postpartum. Okay, guys, so baby number four was born, and it was a boy. His name is Truett, and he's awesome, and uh, yeah, we've been, this is week four. He's, yep. he's going to be four weeks old tomorrow, yep. which is pretty awesome. So we've been in postpartum now for four weeks, yeah. and I feel like, um, I don't know about you, but I feel like this postpartum experience has been different than the last three. Like wildly different. Wildly like, different yeah. in many different ways. Yeah. Um, which is why we decided to do um, this episode. Yeah, we just thought it would be really encouraging for you guys to hear just a little bit about our past experiences in contrast to this one mm -hmm. and some things that we're kind of realizing as we're navigating this postpartum season. And uh, yeah, we just we hope it's an encouragement to those of you who also may be going through a postpartum yeah. Um, season. And if not, some of the things that we're going to be sharing will also just help in the way that you communicate with your spouse and, um, you know, just have a relationship with them. Yeah. And it should, our prayer for this episode is that it doesn't take four postpartum experiences to learn some of these things, which it did for us. Um, so I wish we would have known some of the things that we've been implementing this time yeah. um, with with Elliot, mm -hmm. our first. Yeah. Uh, you know, it probably would have made those experiences a lot better. So I do want to say that if we sound tired, it's just because, again, we we're, are. We are <laughs> we're in that postpartum season and we have a lot going on during this transition. And so we're both pretty tired and it's nap time right now. So all of our kids are napping at the same time, which I feel like is incredible. It's a miracle. It's actually. a miracle. <laughs> um, but we were both just talking about how, like, we just want to nap. <laughs> yeah. Well, we wish we could, but... We're, um, we're really excited about this episode, and um, if you guys hear, you know, squirming in the background or a little bit of grunting, it is the baby. He's so, right behind us. Yeah. <laughs> He's napping, but he makes noises. He so, does, yeah. So you might hear that. <laughs> um, but what we're going to do in this episode is we are going to walk through kind of how our past mm -hmm. postpartum experiences played out. And then we're going to talk about how the current one is playing out. Yeah. And so there's a, there'll be a little bit of comparing and contrast and maybe it'll make you feel better if you, if you're going through one similar to our past one, if you're going one, going through one similar to the one we're going through now. Um, but our hope and prayer, as I said earlier, is that, um, I don't know, we can have something to offer to you guys, yeah. um, some encouragement, some inspiration, some ideas to help you navigate your postpartum experiences. So why don't we start off with, um, some past experiences. It doesn't necessarily have to be any one of our children yeah. <laughs> specifically, but why don't you share kind of 
how they were in our overall tone of the last ones. Well, just in general, I feel like there was some similarities between the the first three postpartum experiences, um, including just... um, some hardness with nursing and some... Well, all of them, this, had, you had very difficult nursing. Yeah, right? very, very difficult nursing. Well, f- specifically for the boys, um, Elliot and Wyatt, Olive was in between those two and hers was mild in comparison. Yeah. Um, but uh, pain with all of them f- mm-hmm. for nursing, that took about two months to get through um, before... I feel like Wyatt's, you had pain the whole time. I did. I feel like the whole last, the year. Of Either he was just always hungry, like more so than the other kids, and he ate harder or something. Yeah, I don't know. No. Um, he's a big boy, so yeah. it's probably true. <laughs> so anyways, um, so I feel like nursing was really hard. I feel like physically for my body, mm-hmm. it was hard. I didn't work out through any of those pregnancies either, and so I just felt like as I continued to have mm-hmm. more children, my body just got weaker and weaker and weaker, which made the postpartum recovery harder mm-hmm. on me. And so um, I would just say overall, I, I realized that um, there was some points of contention in my heart mm-hmm. when it came to me being physically down and you not. Right, because I didn't go through the labor. So right. I'm, you didn't get to I experience energy labor. You, that didn't you, don't have, have. you didn't have the hard nursing. You didn't have some of the... Um, you you did have sleepless mm. nights, which did affect you physically. But yeah, but the, I didn't necessarily have the sleepless nights because I couldn't sleep. Um, there, that was you know one of the things we're going to talk about is just our dynamic on how we yeah. engage with each other during the, the night, which is often the hardest part of the mm-hmm. the postpartum. Mm-hmm. Um, but even during the day, and just um, so yeah, you had um, nursing issues. Um, I feel like you've had some sort of medical issue yeah. every single time. Just uh, for example, what you're talking about is like um, where the IV goes in. Twice now I've had yeah, your um, block. B- bl- blood clots and one of them got infected. And so I can't really nurse the baby on that side without discomfort because it hurts so bad. And then it's like a week and a half of mm-hmm. wrapping it in a warm compress and trying to get you know that taken care of and so so i know that you've always struggled with anxiety especially mm-hmm. with elliot you had a you know amplified anxiety yeah. with him yeah. um but every um postpartum you 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 go through things anxiety so like yeah. getting things like the the blood clot just heightens your anxiety oh, totally, uh, yeah. you know when you feel like you're you know with the nursing it heightens your anxiety yeah. so um we've experienced you know that mm-hmm. um and it's been a lot different this time, but you still, that anxiety is something that comes up. Yeah, it's, it, there's yeah. a temptation there for it, but I feel like overall with this postpartum season, mm-hmm. I've been able to um, just not accept it like the before. Like before I would just be consumed with yeah. certain thoughts, and um, this time I just felt like I was I was able to rely on God, rely mm-hmm. on His Word, be strengthened by it, and you know just press forward, persevere. We hope you guys are enjoying listening to this week's episode of Marriage After God. We wanted to take a quick break to share with you 31 prayers for my son and daughter. We uh, started out writing the marriage prayer books, but we had a lot of uh, parents asking for prayer books for my son and daughter. And so we made these really neat resources so that parents can pray specific prayers over their children. And there's even journal lines in it so that they can make them personal. And I've heard in some cases, parents um, are going to be handing these books back to their children uh, when they graduate or hit those really awesome milestones. So this is just a really great way to um, inspire your prayer life for your children. So if you're interested in getting more information about the 31 Prayers for My Son and Daughter books, please go to marriageaftergod.com forward slash children and uh, you'll get all the information you need. Um, So how did um, I respond in the first three, you know, experiences with our kids? 
I feel like you did really well, but especially like with the very first one, the, the transition just to having a baby was overwhelming. Um, I feel like that was the worst one for me. <laughs> yeah. I would say mostly with your patience and like understanding that the baby's not doing this to you when he's crying in the middle of the night, Yeah, but that he's a baby. And so just being really mm-hmm. patient and um, learning how to be patient. Yeah. Say. With, with Elliot, um, he was colicky mm-hmm. and was, would just cry all night. And I had to be up at, you know, five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to do an hour and a half commute to work. And you only took two days off of work. So you yeah, jumped I only right had, back I only in. had two days off of work. And so, you know, we don't get sleep. I didn't, I wouldn't get any sleep and I would just be, you know, rocking Wyatt or Elliot back and forth while he's screaming and like half asleep standing up and you're frustrated frustrated. and irritated. We both were frustrated. And we're just angry and a couple hours of sleep and like just that over the weeks built Mm -hmm. up and... But I would say from, I did not respond well I to would, anyone or anything <laughs> I would, ever. I would say though that as we had each of our children so far, we've grown in these areas. Like I feel like you have been way more patient yeah. um, incrementally with each child. Um, well, I kind of got after Elliot. I got to the point of just recognizing I'm probably never going to sleep well again. And so if I can just come to the conclusion that sleep was a that was when I was young. Yeah. Now I I get to have a little bit of sleep. That's not fully true. I get. Wants to sleep too. Okay, what were we talking about? We were talking about sleep. Well, we just come to the conclusion that we don't get much sleep, and that's gotta be okay. Um, but like I like I said, the way it used to be with our first three, three children, um, I would get really irritated mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, you would need my help, and I'd be frustrated, tired, yeah. knowing that I gotta get up early. Um, I do want to share something about me needing your help because I feel like this is something that I'm realizing now um, about those first three um, pregnancies and postpartums is that I I depended on you and relied on you a lot for help. Mm -hmm. And there was even times that I wanted your help when I didn't necessarily need it because of a Mm -hmm. skewed perspective and fairness. And so like, you you know, just wanting things to be fair. So if I hurt physically, I want you to hurt physically. So if I have to be up in the middle of the night, I want you to be up in the middle of the night. It's Um, called commiseration. Commiseration. (laughs) You want me to share in your pain with you. I did. There was a, there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of selfishness that needed to die in my flesh and that needed, that God needed to prune out of me. And I just felt like, um, those first three, I feel mm. like there was a lot of times where I got really frustrated that you were asleep when I'm sitting there trying to burp the baby. And so, yeah, I'd hand them off to you. Mm. Like you do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, which has been like, if we're going to talk about contrast to this, this postpartum, I feel like it's been way different because I, right. we're going to talk, been. we're going to yeah. talk a little bit more about it in a little bit, but just how I kind of, um, have been able to embrace my role better where I feel like with those first three, mm. I was more resistant to, um, embracing my role as a mom and, and not necessarily all of it. Cause the easy parts yeah. are easy to embrace. It's the hard parts that are hard yeah. to embrace. And I, that, I think that, um, added to actually, no, it did added to my frustrations and mm-hmm. anger because I could feel it. Like, I'm like, Oh, you just, you're just mad that I'm, I could sleep right now yeah, so or it, that I don't have to nurse. Yeah. Um, so there was tension in our relationship, tension in the yeah. home. Nobody was sleeping. Nobody was getting rest. And so it's pretty it, miserable. Yeah. Everything was just those days. Yeah. Uh, it, w- it wasn't all miserable, but mm-hmm. when we look back on how we handled it, we just, um, 
it, we were young and it was our, our it was our first three and mm-hmm. we were learning and yeah. we also didn't have people in our lives that were like kind of helping us yeah, or um, encouraging us to walk a certain we way. did it uh, with um with Wyatt and a little bit with Olive but um we were still learning it like yeah. practicing and knowing yeah. are totally different things mm-hmm. um but I feel like now we're practicing some things in with this postpartum that have made a huge difference in our spirit in our spirit in our emotions and mm-hmm. our attitudes mm-hmm. um so real quick why don't you share how this postpartum has been different so contrast so just overall this postpartum i would say if i was to give words to them mm-hmm. i would say the first ones felt chaotic yeah and this one feels peaceful yeah I um i feel like we have more joy mm-hmm. Uh, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more gentleness. Oh, what are those? <laughs> we have, we're walking in the spirit more. Yeah. Um, where we were walking in the flesh, we were taking our trial, mm-hmm. our difficulty, our struggle, and using it as an excuse for the flesh, mm-hmm. um, which the Bible tells us specifically to not allow yeah. um, our freedoms and our things to be excuses for the flesh or room for the flesh. Um, and that's what we did. We kind of like, you yeah. know, you used your, your pain and your tiredness and your, your struggle with nursing and, mm-hmm. and the other things as an excuse. Mm-hmm. And I used my tiredness and having to go to work and all my things as an excuse. So the two words I would use to describe then and now would be then was chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and now is peaceful, joyful, um, all those things, you know, walking in the spirit. Yeah. Um, I feel like then we used the things that we were going through as an excuse to walk in the flesh. Mm. Um, you know, attitudes, totally. irritations, frustrations. Yeah. Um, annoyances, anxieties, and now you know we've prepared our hearts and our spirits, and we're, and we've decided to walk in the spirit regardless mm-hmm. of what happens, mm-hmm. because there's still been difficult things, sure. sleepless nights, yeah. um, but we've decided to walk in the spirit. So there's just more joy, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Um, so I think that's the main difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are um, for this this postpartum experience for you because most of the weight is on you mm-hmm. um, just with the the baby needing you yeah. um, how do you feel you've prepared yourself and what are some th- things you're doing differently now um, in this postpartum well I do really feel like I I prepared myself for this postpartum season and some practical some spiritual some just yeah. you know mental and emotional ways of preparing um, I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine um, back after we had Wyatt and he was, you know, eight days late. And mm-hmm. I remember being super fearful going into that labor and delivery. And this conversation took place after that. And it was just an encouragement to say, hey, um, with this next pregnancy, make sure that you are able to accept and embrace labor and all that comes with it and be okay with whatever God has for you. And I don't know why, but just like having that conversation and walking through the whole pregnancy with this mm-hmm attitude of positivity and knowing that I'm trusting in God and trusting what he has for us, no matter what the labor is like, no matter what the postpartum's like, I feel like that alone really helped me prepare for what would come. Mm -hmm. And I just had a really positive outlook on the whole situation. And, um, you know, when, when people are asking me how we're, how we're doing now. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, first of all, I have to give God all the glory because he's answered so many of our prayers. So another well, way, all that, of them. You, yeah, you said it one all, time, he answered every single prayer and more. Yeah. yeah, He went above and yeah. beyond for us. And I'm just so incredibly blessed. And I, and I know this and I'm 
just really grateful. And, um, and so I just want to add that I also feel like I prepared, um, mm-hmm. prayerfully. I feel like I went before God throughout my pregnancy and, and just, um, gave him really specifics like, Hey God, you know, I would love it if nursing was yeah. great this time around, but let your will be done. You know, I would love it if, yeah. you know, and I just, I submitted all those requests to him and, um, I just felt like being able to present my request to him and, mm-hmm. um, be mindful of what I was bringing, um, to him and asking for his will to be done, prepared my heart also for what we would be experiencing. Yeah. I feel like you prepared. I actually know you did. You prepared for it to be the way it always was mm-hmm. difficult nursing, difficult postpartum pain, mm-hmm. all those things. Um, but prayed for a different well, I had experience. hope. I, yeah, yeah. I, I had this hope in me that like, well, maybe it will be different this time. But if it's not, at least I know what to expect. Yeah, and I'm going to have my attitude right and yeah. my heart turned towards God. Well, there's a scripture. We we, we, yeah. brought, we looked up some scripture and this is what we walked in beforehand. Um, but we wanted to share with you these scriptures on prayer and just what, where our hope lies. And yeah. um, so you read the first one. So Romans 12, 12, and it says... Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. And so just having that attitude Mm -hmm. of like, I'm going to be constant in prayer no matter what. And even, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a a little bit of tenderness with nursing this time around. And I remember just praying throughout the night, like, God, please help me. Give me the endurance Mm -hmm. I need for this. Um, So being constant in prayer was a huge way of preparing and enduring um, through this time. Yeah. And that hope part, hoping for something better, Mm -hmm. um, but the expectation of it being the same, Mm With a different heart. Yeah. I also want to read um, Philippians 4, 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so this is another just reminder that mm-hmm. we need to be um, bringing our requests to God. With thanksgiving. But with thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, thank Him for, for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, and we, and we've been doing that. So I would say one big change mm-hmm. is... Um, you know, from then to now, mm-hmm. is having the correct perspective mm-hmm. going into this, saying, well, it's going to be difficult. It's a new baby, mm-hmm. and they, ha- they have a lot of needs, and there's going to be barely any sleep. I actually had forgotten how <laughs> little sleep you get right there's in the beginning. There's a lot of things I feel like we forget until it comes again. Because like Wyatt now, he's almost two, mm-hmm. and he sleeps really well. Yeah. And I just... I think that that's how babies are because I think he's still a baby but he's huge compared to Truett Um, and then the first night I'm like oh my goodness I forgot that it's like no sleep Um, but we had the the right perspective and and we had peace about it Um, but yeah we we pray we lift our requests to to the Lord Mm. with thanksgiving so Mm. whatever the outcome is we are thankful for it and then we lift our request to God and so that's the attitude we've been doing it in thankfully lifting our request to the Lord Lord can we have some sleep thank you for (laughs) what I do have for what we get so having the right perspective um, being in prayer about this we prayed a lot about this Mm -hmm. Um, I did want to mention one thing you were talking about um, you know uh, preparing your mind for labor even. Yeah. And I remember you, um, you saying specifically that you, um, in the past, your, your anxieties and prayers were like, I, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I want to just get done with it. I want to yeah. get past it. Mm-hmm. But this time you're like, I actually want to experience it. Yeah. I want to experience, I want to, I want to actually be in the moment, mm-hmm. not trying to escape it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that same mentality has trickled into even like, the nursing and the nights mm-hmm. and the even parenting our, our yeah. older ones or our marriage relationship i feel like it yeah. has definitely affected all of that and impacted it in a good way and i feel like as humans <laughs> our natural tendency is to avoid the hardship of mm-hmm. to get out of it as quickly as possible mm-hmm. um but sometimes 
you know, we're going to read in a second, um, it's good. Yeah. And if we can just have the mentality like, I'm going to be in this moment. Mm. I'm going to experience it. And uh, so that, so again, going back yeah. to the mentality, um, having a biblical mentality, yeah. asking the Lord to change our Absolutely. minds and transform us and renew us. Mm-hmm. So I also just want to add really quick that um, in this uh, conversation about preparedness, um, mm. some practical things that I did that I really felt like helped me prepare for mm. this season that we're in now is... Um, I went through the Courageous Moms postpartum course and just learned a lot about those but the postpartum experience and like supplements that you can take mm-hmm. or what happens if you get mastitis. And I felt so unprepared the last few um, times around. And with yeah. Wyatt, I got mastitis so many times. And so this time I uh, wrote a list out for you in case you need to go to the store for any one any of the these items, things yeah. that, that we could use. It's actually use. still in the refrigerator. It's still in the refrigerator. <laughs> but um, I just felt like, you know, being able to communicate with each other, like, hey, if if this happens, this is how you can help me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just set us up for success. And thankfully, we haven't even had to use the list. We had, there's been no emergencies. Yeah. There's been no issues, it. no problems, um, no extra runs to the store or anything like that. But that did help me. Uh, you did have mastitis one time. And even when you weren't thinking about it, I was going into the pantry and saying, hey, baby, you need to take this. That's true. You were. <laughs> you I was kind of out of it, but you're right. This. But you knew exactly yeah. what to get. And what, so yeah. I did help. Yeah. That was the only time we really had to, to do anything. Yeah. So um, another way that I prepared was, um, you know, just um, reaching out to all my, my ladies in the fellowship and um, in our community mm-hmm. and saying, hey, last time around, I kind of isolated myself um, because of all the trials and the hardship. I just... Um, didn't reach out a lot. And yeah. so I wanted to avoid that by saying, please check in on me and just giving them that permission and that mm-hmm. request of like, make sure that I am um, okay. Yeah, and accessible. So, you know, and yeah, get, emotionally, yeah. mentally, all of that. And so um, I feel like every day someone's been asking me, hey Jen, how are you? You know, it's yeah. just really great to have that support. Um, and I mm-hmm. and I communicated that to them, and they've been really supportive and encouraging. Yeah, so that that's a good tip is just being more involved in our our community, yeah. people that know us, letting mm-hmm. them know where we're at. Um, where in the past we kind of just either not not intentionally just don't yeah. reach out at all, mm-hmm. um, but making sure that we do. We just wanted to take a quick break to ask you, if you are enjoying this content, would you please leave a star review and a comment review? This helps us spread the word about Marriage After God and and just all the episodes that we have to offer. And we would love uh, just to get that reach out there. So please, again, if you have a moment, just um, take that time to leave a star review and a comment review for us. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, Let's talk for a minute about... um you know, we talked about how in the evenings there was a, you would wake me up because you were, you know, you had to be awake or you yeah. were in pain. You wanted me to suffer with you. And, yeah. um, and I would have my attitude and frustration and I needed to sleep and I was just angry. And, mm-hmm. um, what does that look like now? Cause I, there's some, there was a, what's funny is there was a decision that both of us had made separately <laughs> without even talking about it before the baby was born. We actually just talked about it recently only because and we didn't else, even know the other person made the decision. I know some friends of ours brought us dinner and they were just asking how we're doing mm-hmm. and we were talking about, you know, what life's been like with four and we both kind of shared that we've made this decision in our hearts before the baby even came and so that was the first time that we talked about it um so yeah so for me it was uh this accepting of of part of the hard parts of motherhood Mm -hmm. and you know being up in the middle of the night i told myself if i can do it if if i'm physically able to nurse the baby burp the baby Mm -hmm. change the baby i was just gonna do it i wasn't gonna worry about um, mm-hmm. waking you up and kind of just letting you have that time to rest and recuperate as well and being okay with it. Yeah. Which was huge. Um, 
because I had made the decision before the baby was born. And I, I just, I was, you know, praying and I said, Lord, I'm just going to take on um, whatever responsibility I need to so that my wife can get the adequate rest she needs. <laughs> and so I would wake up in the morning um, before Jennifer and I would close the door and I would take, I would leave the baby of course, but I would take all the other three kids and I'd make them breakfast and I'd clean the house and I'd get the dishes clean and I would feed them and then we'd go play and we'd do Bible time. And, and Jennifer great. like slept, I think the first couple days you slept 10. until like nine or 10. Yeah. And, he and would, I didn't go in there. I didn't make her feel guilty, which I would have used to do. I would open the door and be like, are you going to sleep all day? Yeah. Are you going to get up now? Or yeah. I would, I would make those kind of comments cause I was just bothered that I had to take <laughs> on so much responsibility. But I just realized, I said, if I, um, you know, the, the postpartum season is like six to eight weeks, yeah. you know, um, and sometimes shorter. And I just said, I'm just going to do everything I can to make sure that she can get the rest she needs because I knew that if I did that, you would recover faster mm. and you, it would be more joyful for you. And you'd, you'd, you'd want to take on that role more and more readily. And you wouldn't feel so burdened by being a new mom of baby number four mm. going through, cause I was just assuming it was going to be hard nursing, mm. mastitis, no sleep, um, you know, soreness everywhere. I just was assuming all that. And I was mm. like, well, I'm just going to, um, work hard and take on everything I can so that Jennifer doesn't have to do it. I didn't tell Jennifer I was going to do this, <laughs> but I felt it was <laughs> so funny. Is like, I totally felt the, like you said, peace in our home. Mm. I felt the peace. I, you were so joyful. Like the times that you would come in just to peek in and check or see if I needed breakfast and better, whatever you yeah. had this joy, just you, your smile was so big. And I just remember you shutting the door and I thought, what, who is that guy? Like, not yeah. like, I, I know it's you, but well, I definitely this- have, like I said, I felt more joyful this yeah. time. It was um, so wonderful. Even though I was doing more than I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. But something I noticed about you is you were more joyful. Mm. In the past, if you didn't sleep well, you know, you're... I need to think about it. Nursing is very painful. Yeah. You made everyone know it. Yeah. You made me know it. You were just like, it didn't matter if you were fine. I'd be like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. Oh but like, gosh, I could just terrible. tell your demeanor and your your overall, um, you know, countenance. countenance was not just down, but like, agitated and angry and it's like it was everyone's fault um but this time like i noticed even in the middle of the night because i would wake up every single time the baby wakes up it's not like you were waking me up but i would wake up and you're nursing the baby or changing the baby and i noticed that you were just the way you were talking to the baby even i'm like oh she's like in a good mood i'm like okay (laughs) like are you sure you're good all right cool and i would roll back over and i did notice real quick that you weren't waking me up Mm -hmm. um and I, I didn't know you had made that decision to not do that. <laughs> Until we talked about it. I, like I said, part of what I had decided to do was, mm-hmm. even if you did, I was just going to help. But the fact Dang, that you I should didn't, have asked more. <laughs> but the fact that you didn't um, was incredible. And the reason we're doing this episode is because of what those two decisions mm-hmm. have done for this whole season mm-hmm. and why it was so important. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would not have made that decision to not wake me up, to just kind of do what you had done in the past and just need me every hour of the night mm-hmm. like you have in the past, do you think it would have made it easier or harder for me to do what I had decided to do? It would have made it a bunch harder. <laughs> right. Because in the past, that's like I'm no sleep at night and then I'm doing all the responsibilities yeah. during the day mm-hmm. and then like I'm exhausted and I'm angry from this right. and I'm you know back and forth and you know I just would have... It would have actually made that decision yeah. much harder. And how do you think it would have made your decision harder if I hadn't made my decision? Yeah. What, what do you think you would have? Well, I was just sitting here thinking before you even started in on this. So I was thinking 
your decision to um, be there for me and to do what mm-hmm. you can during the day affirmed me so that by the time, mm-hmm. like I, I was so rested that by the time night came, I was wired. I, I had the I had the energy to do what yeah. I needed to do in the middle of the night. And mentally, you're probably telling yourself, "I don't even have an excuse. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably gonna be able it's to true. sleep in the morning anyway, so I might yeah, as well." Like, it's true. It was just great. Like, I felt yeah. even now I'm sitting back here thinking, like, that was incredible that we that we both had moved forward in those decisions without having communicated that or talked to mm-hmm. one another, and in working it out mm-hmm. those decisions we were affirming each other and um it just it benefited the whole family yeah well and that gets to the next point of this is um our children our other three children who are already in routines <laughs> and in patterns yeah. um one of the other things that i decided to do i was i was going to try quickly get back into the mm-hmm. same routine that we were before the baby so that our three kids feel secure yeah and that there's so, so I would still come, I would go to the gym and I would come home and I would do Bible time. Mm-hmm. There was several days we skipped and, sure. and things got out of whack just because of, you know, sleeping in or just being so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, getting back in quickly. Mm-hmm. And you actually saw that. I remember even saying like, I, I, you know, it's encouraged me that you've gotten back into your routine so yeah. quick because it helped you um, feel, um, what is it, just secure and, and not so chaotic. Yeah. Because it could be easy to use this postpartum, mm-hmm. you know, time as an excuse to be like, well, let's throw everything out the window. Yeah. And um, now there was quite a few things that we threw out the window. Like we haven't gone grocery shopping in a while, but um, <laughs> but we had friends bring us the dinner. Di- yeah, we had so friends bring okay. us dinner, and sometimes the dishes are over the, you know, past this this um, faucet. But for the most part, just trying to keep our other three children because they're in a transition too. Mm-hmm. And we saw it with our, our youngest, you know, him kind of just being emotional with the new baby, but he got past that really quick. Yeah, he got out of that really quick. And I just, the the team mentality, and, and when I say team, I, I don't mean 50-50. Mm-hmm. I don't mean you took on 50% of the, your responsibilities and I took on my half of the responsibilities. I came into this without ever talking to you, thinking I'm going to take on 100%. Mm-hmm. As much as long as I can be, and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is being in the Word and being in prayer and mm-hmm. asking God to to give me the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. Because if I wasn't willing to take on the hundred percent, then what percent am I going to take on? Am I going to, and I mean, am I going to be angry or irritated if I have to take on more than I was willing to take mm-hmm. on? Which is what happened mm-hmm. in the past. Right. And so, um, and I said this the other day when we were talking to our friends. Um, when I take on, when I meant mentally, or when you mentally, which you did, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take on everything I can. I'm not going to put that burden on my husband. Mm-hmm. It benefits the whole team. Yeah, the whole family. The whole family. Our yeah. kids benefit from it. You benefit from it. I benefit from it. Even though it seems harder, and I had to adjust a, a ton of stuff, and you had to adjust things yeah. for yourself, like knowing that you're not going to sleep yeah. at night, and that you're going to take on the brunt of of the, the diaper changes in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and you know not asking for help, or mm-hmm. um, you know all of those things. Um, it benefits everyone. Yeah. And just to clarify, it doesn't mean that we didn't ask each other for help because we right. did. There were t- days or times, moments where we were like, hey, can you do this for me? But we were, it, it was like, yes, of course, I'd love mm-hmm. to bless you in that way because we hadn't been mm-hmm. putting that burden on each other for everything else. So there was this, there was this room mm-hmm. for that. And so I just wanted to clarify that we did yeah. ask each other for help and we did help each other in a lot of ways. And I want to also clarify that we haven't had a 100% perfect attitude the whole time, <laughs> right? You know, we still, um, we, you, you had a couple days with mastitis that it was really hard for you. And I, when, when you get really, when it's really hard for you, it's extra really hard for me, not as in the pain, but my attitude, mm. I have to have a hard time controlling my attitude because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like, 
we've had such a good, you know, good experience up until this point. Why are you? (laughs) But I had to like recognize like, oh, this is not easy for my wife. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, that whole day, Mm -hmm. um, even though I was irritable because I felt it, I was instead encouraging you. Yeah. Um, Not all the time um, were they very good tones that I encouraged you, but I (laughs) changed quickly because you even let me know. You're like, hey, I know you're trying to encourage me, but your tone (laughs) is not that great. I can tell. (laughs) Yeah, I adjusted it and I encouraged you. And by the end of the day, you actually like were able to change your own perspective on it and were able to like uh, manage Mm -hmm. better just in your emotions and in your spirit. Um, So we haven't been perfect, but this has been just far and, you know, far away from Mm -hmm. what it was before. Um, and I think it's purely because we both decided to walk in the spirit yeah. daily and rely on the, the strength of, of God, not on our own strength, because in our own strength, man, I want my sleep yeah. <laughs> and you want, you want no pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things often make us walk in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Real quick. I just, before you move on, cause I know you want to read the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking about disciplines and I just wanted to make a note that, um, we were talking about this just a few days ago mm-hmm. where, um, Okay, so you were talking about jumping back into routine with the kids and helping them yeah. feel secure. And I mentioned that because you had those routines and disciplines established long before the baby came, it made it that much easier to jump into right after the baby was born. Right, rather than starting a new routine and I'm exhausted. Yeah, and, and, if yeah. you try and start a new routine or a new discipline in the middle of chaos or a new or a transition or something like that, it could be really yeah. strenuous. And so I think that you had built that memory muscle. You were already doing it from day to day. Mm-hmm. So the couple days we were off was a nice little break and then you jumped right back into it. And yeah. so I just wanted to make that point because I think it's so important that, um, the, that people listening hear this and that they know that if they want to live a certain way, if they want to um, mm-hmm. walk in the spirit or they want a healthy lifestyle, whatever it is, they need to make those disciplines happening today. They need to make the choice today yeah, they, they to walk those They need to make a daily occurrence, yeah. regular um, decision every single day. Yeah, and that it's really yeah. beneficial for the whole family when those those things are taking place, um, especially just knowing, you know, if you have a vision for mm-hmm. your family, you know, you know what you want for your family to have them um, and to start today. Don't wait. Yeah. So that's an encouragement um, that we have disciplines now that mm-hmm. we didn't have before. Right. Um, daily Bible time with our fa- as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, me getting up early, like hours before everyone else, mm-hmm. to go to the gym, to read the Bible, to you know just get my head right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those kinds of things. You getting up early to mm-hmm. read the Bible, uh, just having routines, uh, making the breakfast time, and yep. all, all of those things happen around the same time every day. Um, really helps. Yeah. And it shows the kids that we are on the same page mm-hmm. and that we are here for them. Mm-hmm. And they don't feel like left because we're both now focused on this new baby. Right. Um, the, the new baby gets to fall into our routine and our right. family yeah. um, and not vice versa, mm-hmm. um, which has been a huge thing for us. Mm-hmm. But I just want to read from James chapter one, um, because this is the perspective that we should all have going into any hard thing. Mm-hmm. And having a new baby is hard. Yeah. Having a f- number four with a bunch of children under five years old, mm-hmm. you know, five and younger, is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, having one baby, we yeah. that, that felt <laughs> that harder was, than this feels. <laughs> um, so we, I just want to talk, uh, so James gives us something really practical as a believer. Mm-hmm. And it says this in James 1, chapter, or James chapter 1, verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So there's just that first part I want to talk about for a second, that there's various trials that we're going to come across. 
And I would say having a, a fourth child, a third child, a second child, a first child, it's a trial. Mm-hmm. It's there's a season of hardship that's going to come with learning how to to ha- that as your family grows, how to grocery shop, how to you know nurse, how, all these things. And we we look at those and we're supposed to count it all joy. Mm-hmm. That we're it's not some it's not a burden that we now have to look at and be like oh great now we're going to have this. No, it's a, it's something that we need to count as joy. That these trials are good for us and for our character. And it says. Um, that the testing of our faith produces steadfastness. You know, the, the testing of our faith allows us to remain faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, that we can last longer in those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we can have our focus on God longer. And that the steadfastness has its full effect, that we may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And so if we think that way, when, we, when these various trials, various hardships, things that come along, um, we, can, we can be perfected by them. Mm-hmm through walking in the Spirit, through God's will happening in our lives, because that's God's heart for us. Um, but the second part of this is important because when trials come, there's a, there's a way we can respond, not just joyfully, but it says this. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. We ask for wisdom. Mm -hmm. We have sought it out from those that are wiser than us in our fellowship, from women who, mothers that have had many more children than we've had, Mm -hmm. um, who have been parents much longer than we've had, Mm -hmm. we have. Um, so seeking out wisdom from godly people and also asking God who gives without reproach. Mm-hmm. He gives generously. So we say, Lord, give us wisdom in this season, how to deal with each other, how to, how to walk in peace and enjoy in our home, how to, how to walk and, and give our children stability. Do you, do you remember just asking for wisdom in this situation? Yeah. I think you got it when it came to like even the labor, like, okay, Lord, what's yeah. your, what, what's wisdom do you have for me in going into labor? And so asking if we if we lack wisdom, and you know we all lack wisdom, yeah. So it's almost like this is we're all commanded to to ask, and we have a good God, and He wants to give generously, but He doesn't want us to doubt. We have to believe that He's going to give us wisdom, and He's going to allow us and teach us and show us through the Holy Spirit how to walk, mm-hmm. the way He's called us to walk and the way He desires us to walk. Um, and I feel like that's something that we've done this time. Yeah, we asked for wisdom, we've counted it joy. Even the, the the mastitis, I remember you just having joy in it and just and asking God for you know help and um, oh I just wanted to quickly bring up to, you know asking God things and praying. Um, there was one night a, a few nights ago where True was just oh, yeah. screaming mm-hmm. and he would not go to sleep. It was so sad. It was in the middle of the night, and I remember I just I you know we tried everything burping him and we, his diaper was clean and mm-hmm. we're like okay this is just like how Elliot was because Elliot was like this every night. Um, but I prayed for Wyatt or for Truett. But like you prayed mid scream, like he was screaming. And I'm just praying. And he just, before I even finished praying, he just stopped screaming. And like went to sleep, stopped. And he went to sleep like he for shut, the rest of the night. Like he shut his mouth, <laughs> closed his eyes, went yeah. to sleep. So I'm not going to say that my prayers are like extra powerful. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. But um, we went to the Lord. Yeah. And we didn't, I, I could have gotten frustrated, which I used to do. I used to get so angry, like, mm-hmm. why won't they just go to sleep? I would mm-hmm. be angry at my my babies, thinking that they're like coming, you know, out to doing get me. This to they're doing you. this to me, um, but just praying. Yeah. And I think that I mean that we've just read it says pray for all things mm-hmm. and with thanksgiving lift our mm-hmm. requests to the Lord. That's wisdom. Mm-hmm. 
foolishness would be me getting angry at my, my children <laughs> thinking they're doing something to me. Yeah. Wisdom is like, oh, this little baby, I'm, I'm just going to pray for them because they're yeah. ch- changing, they're going through things. And and, and I it, feel like even if he hadn't stopped in that moment, just the peace that I felt from yeah. you praying was enough for me to go, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And I was just going to keep you know rocking that I was there in, spiritually with it, you. And, yeah, yeah, it was great. So we just, we wanted to encourage you and, and let you know that we've, we had three fairly difficult postpartum experiences. Not the worst, but they were hard. Our first one, I feel like, was the worst, and then it's gotten progressively better. I, yeah, I've had different experiences with each one. but I guess personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one just, it, it's been refreshing to see what it's like to walk in the Spirit. Yeah, and I feel like we've just, because we have been experiencing growth in our relationship, growth in our spiritual maturity, that all of that has played a role in the way that this postpartum season mm-hmm. has worked out. And so I just want to thank you for, you know, your leadership with our family. I'm being serious, your leadership yeah. with our family, um, you know, leading our kids, leading me, whether it's through prayer mm-hmm. or through the word, um, being reminded to go to God when our attitudes are, are poor. Yeah. And um, I've been really just grateful for the growth that we've all experienced um, over the last few years. And I see, I, I've seen it play out um, mm. with this trial of postpartum and the hard things that do come our way. Yeah. It's been a blessing to see you lead us. I want to thank you for you just embracing your role as a mom. Mm -hmm. And it's been encouraging to me. And it also just uh, peaceful for Mm -hmm. me to see you you, because you're so good at it. Mm, Thank Um, you. But I wanted to say something um, about when we're the other way. Mm -hmm. When we're not walking in the spirit. When we're not embracing our roles. When we're Mm -hmm. not. When I'm not spiritually leading and you're not um, walking in the spirit Mm -hmm. as a mom. the ones that suffer the most are our children, mm. you know, and God wants us to s- disciple them. And mm-hmm. I feel like we can disciple them better when we're walking this way. We actually can't disciple the other way, I should say. Well, with the other way, we're not one. We're not walking in unity. And we're so not a they, team. they yeah. sense that. They know when we're not a team. And so the biggest thing with this message today, guys, is that, you know, whatever your marriage is going to endure, mm-hmm. whether it's a postpartum season or, mm-hmm. or another type sickness. of trial. Yeah. Unity is so important and being one with each other is so important. And so we want to encourage you to make Mm. those decisions today to embrace your roles, embrace the hard parts of your roles and be willing to take on that hundred percent for each other. Mm. Doesn't mean you can't ask each other for help, but be one. So good. For the sake of your ministry, that is your marriage. And it will benefit your whole family. And it will benefit those around you because you're walking the spirit. So we love you guys and we thank you for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed our little current postpartum story. (laughs) And uh, we look forward to having you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? Find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com. And let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today 
and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.